Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. You know, we've done this for so many years, and sometimes we look back and we go, hey, I liked how I was doing that before, and I somehow got sidetracked. And so I'm going to start with some stories for devotionals that might be interesting to kids. And moms, maybe you could just rest a little or do your own devotional. This story is from Guide's Greatest Mystery Stories. And we might not get through the whole story. We'll finish it tomorrow. Flag Catches a Thief by Tommy Tucker. Flag hadn't dared to hope that his luck would be so good. But both of his parents had actually given him permission to help Mr. Winters catch the thief. He put his flashlight in the saddlebag of his bike and hurried down the street. The sun was setting as he slammed on the brakes and skidded to a stop in front of Mr. Winters' house. Grabbing the flashlight, he ran up the steps, his thumb on the doorbell before he had reached the top step. Mr. Winters appeared. Hi, Flag. Glad to see you. I could never watch the whole house alone. What shall I do? Flag asked. Well, first we'll get you settled, a bed and such, and then I'll tell you all about it over a cup of hot chocolate. Sounds great, Flag said. Mr. Winters showed Flag a small room where he could stay, then took him to the kitchen where Coco was already on the stove. Flag watched while Mr. Winters poured two cups. This thief has come every night for the past three nights and made off with something, Mr. Winters explained. The first night, it was a little tie class by where to church. My Aunt Mary gave it to me years ago. It was gold and real pretty. Then the next night, he took the cap from the silver pin. Can't understand that. Mr. Winters shook his head. What would anyone want with the cap of a pin? Why not take the whole pin? Flag shrugged. Well, last night, he took my keys. There were three keys, two brass ones and one iron, iron one. The brass one were the keys to the couple of boxes at my job. I sure don't like anyone having those keys, and the iron one was the key to the back door. But I fooled him. I had the lock changed. The old man laughed. Then he explained to Flag what he was planning to do to catch the thief. Hours later, a pale moon was rising slowly, casting its whiteness through the dark branches of a tree on the hill. Flag glanced at it from the window and then looked back over the valley. It was nearly midnight, yet the thief had not appeared. Mr. Winters came into the room, walking quietly through the moonlight. Flag, he called softly. Flag started and turned from the window. Yes? Seen anything yet? Flag shook his head. Me neither, the old man said. He sat down on a chair near the window and looked out into the night. I suppose now that we're really ready for the thief, he won't show up. 
Flag frowned for a long while and sat in silence. You hear that? Flag nodded. Came from my bedroom. Flag nodded again. Let's go. Quiet now. Flag stood up and followed on tiptoe. They paused at the door to the bedroom. Slowly, cautiously, Mr. Winters looked around the edge of the door frame into the room. He looked farther and farther still. He glanced back at Flag and then looked again, puzzled. Suddenly turned on the switch. A brilliant light flooded the room. They both stared. Nothing, Mr. Winters grunted. Nothing. Then he started towards the dresser. Hey, wait a minute. It's gone. My watch. Do you all have rats that steal? No, just pack rats. They like bright things. That's why this one stole my tie clasp and the keys and now the watch. Well, did they leave anything? Then they heard the scratching sound again. They crept toward the garage and followed the noise around the building to the back door and the rat disappeared. Sometime later, they discovered the nest in the corner of the garage near a stack of old papers. Mr. Winter smiled. The little nest was littered with many bright objects, bits of colored glass, string, plastic, and three missing keys, the tie clasp, a dime, bits of brightly colored material, and last of all, the gold watch. Well, I guess we shouldn't hurt the nest, Mr. Winters said, chuckling softly. I'll just take the dime, the keys, the tie clasp, and the watch, and let our little friends enjoy the nest. But from now on, I'll keep that back door shut tight. They both laughed as they returned to the house, sleepy but satisfied. They had caught the thief. Pack rats are so interesting, aren't they? Well, let's pray. Dear Lord, sometimes we just need to think about all of the interesting creatures that you've provided in our path. You know, life is a mystery to us. We've been talking about joy and finding joy in our journey. May we have joy today. All this I pray in thy holy name. Ta-da! Well, keeping in theme with our devotional and our mystery stories, today we are going to work on developing some kind of unit study on pack rats. So I challenge you to do that. You can go to my Pinterest site, which the call letters are MRGAMBLIN2. That's M-R-G-A-M-B-L-I-N and the number two. And I've put an educational video on there about pack rats. And I've also put on there how to draw realistic pack rats. And I love videos like that because you can just pause and then do a little bit more of your own drawing and then pause. All you need is paper and pencil. Kids love to do that. And you can start your own unit study on rats. And I'll put some ideas in there too about all the things that should be included in a unit study. Instead of paying for a unit study, why don't you make your own? You know, enjoy your learning. Curriculum Corner, we're discussing English language arts expectations, benchmarks, and I'm giving you some overarching benchmarks. 
Last time we talked about being able to cite evidence and explain and justify, and you can start at a very early age having your children justifying their reasoning. That's such a great skill to have. Today, I'd like to point out that you want them to be able to read and comprehend at their grade level, and you want them to do it proficiently. So you're always encouraging them to read, read, read. I not only had a basic reading curriculum that I put my kids through and that I'm talking about the product, the actual product, but I also did online things like reading A to Z has different components that you can become a member of and it's it really does help your kids. It really does. Or ABCF, they're really young. A, B, C, yeah. A, B, C, and then Y, A. So your curriculum corner is the path you choose. And we want students to do math well. We want them to be able to read and write well. And so we're talking about, doesn't matter what homeschool philosophy you're doing, unschooling, school at home, you know, more of a traditional approach or student-led learning. Those are the the things you're striving for in English language arts. Questions parents ask. This is from Rachel. I'm looking for suggestions for Christian online learning for my middle schooler. He really wants to do a few classes online. We have tried a Becca Academy and weren't a fan. We are doing Mia Academy right now but I feel the math isn't challenging for him. Thank you. Well, that's where I fully believe uh, my virtual high school classroom comes into place and we are doing middle school math. The cool thing is that in keeping with the homeschool philosophy, we really try to go at the child's rate. So if they are getting it, they go faster. And if they aren't getting it, we just slow down with them. Currently, we are having only one student in a classroom, but we can have up to five if they're at the same level. And that makes it really nice because they get to know each other virtually. We meet face-to-face with math twice a week, and that keeps them on their toes. It keeps them getting the help they need, and, they, and we, we connect with them. Can you imagine how cool that is? So you might consider virtual-highschool.com. You might check that out because that's our website for our school and we're doing middle school math uh, with that this year because we want to make sure our middle school students are ready for high school math. Well guys, call me 301-824-3162. That's our corporate number and leave a message if you can't get a hold of me right there or you can email me at myhomeschool.com companion at gmail.com. I have that going directly to my phone, so I get that quite quickly. And we are going to complete our interview with Linda Evans Shepherd. So I hope you will come right back. Linda Evans Shepherd, one of my favorite authors. We'll be right back. Her name was Pachu, and she was uh, kidnapped after she lost both parents. 
and sold her as a slave to an old lady. That lady heard about the orphanage we built and then came to beg money. And the, but the director there felt something was wrong and he called the police and they found out that she was a slave. So now she's safe in our orphanage and she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady now. I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I've chosen Restore a Child as the humanitarian organization I'm going to support. To make a donation, go to www.restoreachild.org. That's www.restoreachild.org. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com. I am here with Linda Evans Shepherd. She's a, an award-winning author, evangelical press writer. Um, she hit a Category 5 tornado on Colorado's I-25 when it plopped in front of her car, and then her whole world disappeared. <laughs> you know... That happened. <laughs> that happened. And that's when you, your little baby, 18-month-old baby. No, that's uh, not the when she was injured. She was injured years before. That just happened. Oh, really? That happened about 10 years ago. Wow. And, yes, that's another story. Yeah, so tell us that story because okay. I'm getting my stories mixed well, up I, there. I can see why because <laughs> when I said my whole world disappeared, you took a whole. You yes. Took a, what wow. I meant by that, okay, now imagine. I am driving down I-25 because I'm running late. I'm supposed to be the guest host of Denver Celebration. And so I'm going a little over the speed limit, and I'm driving, and I'm praying, and I'm talking to the Lord. I'm listening to the radio, and they're playing my favorite uh, song. It's uh, uh, this Agnes Deo where they're singing third day is singing holy 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 and so I'm really into that and I hear this song and so I'm saying Lord what do you want me to open the show with and so I'm turning up the radio and I hear him say I am with you in the storm and so I looked up and this ginormous tornado had plopped right in front of my car now it was so wide it was a wedge tornado, which meant it didn't have a point. It was just a fat, grounded tornado. And so it was rolling toward me. Now, I'm thinking it was a rainstorm. Have you ever driven into a rainstorm before? Well, I'm thinking, well, Lord, I'm glad that you are with me in the storm because there's one right there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm still singing, <laughs> holy, holy, holy. And I go into the storm and Though that's when the world literally disappeared because I don't know what the winds were, but it was filled full of slush and it was hammering my windshield and my side windows and the pressure changed mm. and just, it felt like the windows were about to blow. And so 
I didn't know what to do. Like, do I stop? It's like, no, I can't stop in the middle of the freeway. There could be an 18-wheeler coming yes. up behind me. So I keep my hands as straight as I am because I couldn't see the lines on the freeway. I couldn't see the oil tanker that had been in the lane next to me that was just inches away from my car. I couldn't see where it went. So I just tried to drive straight, and I just kept singing, holy, holy, holy. <laughs> and then what do you know? I suddenly popped into the center of a mile-wide tornado, and it was very nice in there. <laughs> there was little snippets of fog, and they were kind of swirling around just a teeny bit, and there were cars hiding under the underpass inside of the, the tornado, and the 18-wheeler popped out next to me, and I'm like, all is well, and I'm continuing to sing, holy, 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 and then I look about a mile later, there was another wall. Now, that's strange. I had never seen a hollow thunderstorm in my life. But there, I was in the middle of a hollow, and so I kept driving, and I popped right out of it along with the oil tanker, and then suddenly the radio station said, beep, beep, beep. There's a tornado at I-25 and the Dakono exit. And I'm like, what? That's where I am. Wow. I drove through, I, well, they, they go, they say it was, it went from category three to category five. I don't know what state it was in in that <laughs> moment. I drove through this thing, praising the Lord, and I didn't even know I was inside a tornado. Wow. And I think that is an allegory to joy. Yes. Because we can have our whole life swallowed up by a figurative tornado like I did yes. when my daughter was hurt. Yes. Or you can actually drive into one, though I don't recommend it. <laughs> and even so, if you are full of the joy of the Lord and you are praising him, and that's a great way to have joy, is to remember to praise and thank the Lord, you might not even notice the arrows that fly by yes. day. You may not even see them or, or you may brush them off. I got to my, my station. And my producer ran out to meet me, and she said, Linda, I heard there was a tornado that hit Longmont, which is the town where I live. I said, no, there was not. I said, however, there was a hollow thunderstorm on the freeway, <laughs> because I kind of went into denial. I'm like, no way. There's no way you can drive through a tornado. That's what I'm thinking. I drove, and I drove right through the center of it, and she was like, oh, what? And so it wasn't until later, it was a friend of mine who worked at NCAR, that's the National Center of Atmospheric <laughs> Research in Boulder, not far from where we live, who said, yes, indeedy, you did drive through the heart of that tornado. <laughs> so did you, um, did you, were you able, did you get in were you there in time for your presentation? I made it. I, that tornado <laughs> didn't slow me down. Maybe it sped me up. I don't know. <laughs> I got there just in time. So now that can become part of your story. That's right. And it certainly is a great story for us. You know, I, I am talking, in case you just uh, joined us, I'm talking with Linda Evans Shepherd, And I have in front of me her book called Make Time for Joy. I also have in front of me, she's a cover girl here on <laughs> Leading Hearts. And this is put out by... The advanced writers and speakers. And Dr. Rose, let me tell you, everybody can get a free copy of this magazine if they just go to Leading Hearts 
www.christianmedia.com. It's number one in EPA this year for Christian digital media uh, magazines. And they can go to leading, not bleeding, leadinghearts.com, and they can get a free copy. Uh, and, and, the ti- and the titles in it, I don't know if this is the free copy they would get, but they're relevant. They're relevant to moms. They're relevant right. to any type of ministry lead, leading. Yes. And, uh, it's, and it's, women. Yeah, and it says soul care. And really, what what wonderful thing than to take care of our souls. After all, that that's the main, that that's what counts. We need that. Yes. Well, I know we're not going to get much further in your book, but maybe we should go to anger because Ooh, anger, anger, you know, anger, we sometimes live with anger and we don't even know we're living with anger. It's true. It's true. And anger will keep you from your destiny. Anger will keep you from finding, let's see, what page are you on? 50. You 50. Anger will stop you from having joy right yes. on the spot. And it has a physical impact on your body that's mm-hmm. not healthy. And I'm Hurt thinking that we all, you know, we have little things that make us angry. We have big things that make us angry. We need to deal with anger in all of its forms. Would you like for me to read yes. this one? Yes, okay, I this would. is a really good one. Okay, you ready? Okay, everybody, don't hang on to your anger, but here we go. <laughs> Dear Lord, red hot anger burns my cheeks. If only I could push back and treat others who hurt me the way they treated me. If only I could tell them what I really th- I would feel so righteous. But the problem with this kind of righteousness is that it's self-indulgent. And it's not of you. Instead, you want me to do what? (laughs) Bless them? Isn't that the opposite of what they deserve? Maybe. But you ask me not to pay back evil with evil, but to pay back evil with blessing because you are blessing me. Okay? I'm counting to ten. And focusing on you. I will Bless my enemies by praying that your love will open blind eyes so that those who hurt me can experience your love. (laughs) Your love so that they can be blessed as you have blessed me. I will do it your way and respond to those who oppose me with kindness and forgiveness because Christ has forgiven me. It's hard to open my heart like this, but as it turns out, the source of my life flows from my heart. I know this flow is from the Holy Spirit who is producing rivers of love, joy, peace, and more. The bonus is that these attitudes of humble forgiveness are never wrong in your eyes. You remind me that it's easier for me to take a city with the Holy Spirit-inspired self-control than it is for me to set my face to war. Besides, where's the joy in fighting? Therefore, I turn my face to you and respond with your love to those who mistreat me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the verses that go with it are found in 1 Peter 3, 9, Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, Proverbs 4, 23, Galatians 5, 22, Two through 23 proverbs 16 through 32 what a great topic to end our show on i've been talking i've been talking with linda evans shepherd about her book called 
Make Time for Joy. Be sure to go to her website, greatjoybook.com. Yes, greatjoybook.com. And I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.